Are you looking to have a conversation about God, the Bible, and faith unfiltered from regular people just like yourself? Well, look no further. These are two imperfect best friends who love God, and somebody's giving them a microphone. Welcome to the Totally Faith Guys podcast. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Totally Faith Guys. My name is BJ. And my name is Justin. How are you doing? Dude, man, I'm doing great. What yeah. about yourself? Uh, you know what? God is moving in a way that it's, you know me, I usually have a word for everything. But the last week, two weeks, I've just been speechless in what God is doing in my life and those around me. And, and outside of God, life is just good. Yeah, I mean, my family's doing well for the most part, and friends are doing well, and church is going well, and um, I just started substitute teaching, so I started that a little while ago, so that's going good. Um, school's going good. I mean, I, I could complain, but it's nitpicking stuff. You know, that's great, man. You know, it's it's awesome to see, you know, you at this play, point in your life. Okay. You know, you you've been through some really tough couple years. And now God has been restoring you, just showing his favor on your life. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's such a such a blessing for me to see. And it's an encouragement to me, for me as well, uh, being able to see you step into that and be uh, to receive those blessings. And right now you're just kind of up on the mountain, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, definitely on the mountain with God right now. Yeah, that's so sure. awesome, man. Yeah, just like uh, the other day... Uh, I was in my quiet time, and um, I used the uh, the soap method of uh, reading the word and and studying it. And if you don't know if you don't know what the script the the soap method is, you all out there, it's a scripture observe application prayer simple method. Uh, highly recommend it. But I think we talked about it a couple weeks ago. But and so I was uh, talking about it was talking about uh, the the Great Commission. We were in Matthew twenty eight. 18 through 20 is a, you know, talk about go out, go out, make disciples of all nations, baptize them, that kind of stuff. And verse 19 says, starts off, go. That's right. Kept going back to go. And I, I've read that verse. I've, God has sent me to Africa, to Mexico. He's, I mean, I've done some really cool stuff in ministry. And I'm like, God, what is this? And he's like, this is, this is kind of what he downloaded to me. And I wrote it in my journal. He's like, 2023 is your go year. 2023 is your go year. Dude, that's so awesome. I'm like, okay, God, what else you got for me? So we were writing, and um, he's like, you know, this is your year. Uh, your, your purpose and, and, and calling is going to be fulfilled in you and other people and all this stuff. I'm like, that's, that's right. awesome. It's really encouraging, right? I get to my devotional books. So that's my Bible. I read the Bible. I also, have a de- I also have two devotional books I read. They're like one page, like really simple but powerful sometimes. The top of the, of the, the heading says... Go for Jesus. Ah, see? And it's a story, uh, the brief story of when Abram, when Jesus called Abram, and he went, right? And he went. Um, you, know, you know, it's so cool and so interesting that you say that, because if, if you think about Abram, and the life of Abram, right? You know, God told him, go. Yeah. You know, and Abram, he, he listens in obedience, but he didn't know what that looked like. You know, he had no idea what that looked like in the beginning. And every step of the way, God would reveal something else to him 
in his obedience to God. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and so it's so cool to see that, you know, yeah. and as we step out in faith, that God is faithful to us to reveal to us that next step. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But it gets better than that. So I went downloaded that, right? Not even an hour later, I got an email from one of the school districts that I was uh, permitting, going through the permitting process through. And her, the lady's exact words were, you are now good to go start substituting. <laughs> so three times, it was, it was, uh, I, that night I had to share with our senior pastor yeah. and he's, his mind was blown. He's like, wow. You know, but yeah, God is good guys. And God is he also is. good though, because you're still, you're still drinking black coffee. That's right. I mean, I've been praying that you would change your heart. Look, guys. It, look, look, BJ. Co- black coffee is never going to change in my life. It's, it's, uh, you know, Horrible. I. The thing is, is I love all the different tones in coffee. You know, good coffee. You know, I love it. I love being able to to taste. As a matter of fact, uh, some good friends of ours. They started their coffee business, the Holy Roast, and he's doing his uh, roasting thing. You nice. Know? And uh, so I was over there yesterday. I got to try all the a couple of different coffees that he has, and dude, it was so good. Like one of them has like it's it's a trip because you know you never think that coffee has so many different flavors. Yeah. But it does. Like you, you know, one of the one of the coffees I tried was from Congo, right? And it has like this blood orange flavor. There's like blood orange in there. Wow. And, yeah, and um, and then one of the ones from Brazil was kind of like a nutty, chocolatey flavor, but it also had kind of like a floral too. See, so, you would have lost me there. Floral. Yeah, but it, the combination of taste it actually it it's actually really good. So you gotta try it. Like once you once you know, I know it's not it for everybody, um, but it is a passion of mine, so it's something I really love and enjoy. Yeah. So. Uh well, you know, rose coffee just sounds so delicious. <laughs> <laughs> just so y'all know. <laughs> BJ BJ does love coffee. He just doesn't like it black. <laughs> Look, I like medium roast coffee with cream. And some sugar. Yeah. yeah. You know, you that's... I don't like anything fancy. I go to Starbucks. I'll get like a white chocolate mocha when it's hot or when it's cold outside. But during the summer, it's an iced coffee from Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. Yeah. That is like, Dunkin' Donuts is your go-to, I know. It is my go-to. It is my go-to. So if you guys ever want to make me happy, you know, my 40th birthday is coming up in September. Ooh. You know, so... The big 4-0. I know. Nothing would bring great joy... Like a $40 Dunkin' card. I'm just saying. <laughs> because you're turning 40. 40. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> I, you know, I'm just saying. It's uh, That yeah. would bring a lot of joy to your life. It, it, it would. It would. Um, that would definitely make me joyful. Yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, speaking of joy, this is our Ode to Joy episode. And... Uh, why is it owed to joy this week, Justin? Dude, it's owed to joy because we're talking about joy. That's right. We're, we're talking about why, as believers, we have the ultimate reasons to be joyful. Yeah, absolutely. And joy is found in the Old Testament and the New Testament. And I think that's important to note because some some things are not necessarily found predominantly in one or the other. 
But when you look at the historical context of joy in the Old Testament and New Testament, it is found fairly accurately, uh, or rather evenly, in both. You do see good representations uh, of it in the New Testament and the Old Testament. Joy is one of those things that is very distinctly different in the world and the Bible. That's right. You know, it's it's the world's definition of what joy is compared to God's definition of joy is actually there's quite a bit of a difference there. And so we're going to we're going to talk a little bit about what that is and also uh different ways that you can be joyful and different reasons to be joyful in your life. Yeah. Uh but before we do that, let's just pray and then we'll dive in. And so heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to talk about joy today. Let me pray that whoever's listening to this, whenever they're listening to it, Lord, that your joy would just manifest itself in a new way for them today, Lord. That as they hear these words, Lord, they're reminded that you love them, that you love us, and that with your love comes joy. Lord, I pray that it's not my voice or Justin's voice that people hear today, but it's yours. And so, Lord, we just surrender this episode and this podcast into your hands because, Lord, we're doing it to bring glory to you, not to us. Right. And so help us, Lord, to spread your message of joy. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. The world definition and the biblical definition, very different. Well, I should say, like, the Bible never says joy, never never specifically says joy is X, Y, Z, right? But we can look in the scriptures and we're going to dive into that here in just a minute. Uh, but before we talk about what the Bible says, let's talk about what the world says. Right. Joy is. I think that, that, that's a good place for us to start. Uh, the dictionary describes Joy as an emotion evoked by well-being, success, or good fortune, or by the prospect of possessing what one desires. Now, that sounds like a good definition. You know, that sounds like a a feel-good definition, right? But already, like, I'm already thinking, and I just read this, like, 10, 15 minutes ago. uh, But I, I already see, like, multiple sermons that could come out of this. Um, This is an emotion evoked by well-being, success, or good fortune, the prospect of possessing what one desires. Well, we know that when you walk with God, and the the more intimate and deeper that your walk with God becomes, in theory, what should happen is your desires, your will, become more in alignment with His. That's correct. You know, that's why uh, the Lord's Prayer, part of that is your will be done. Right? And, And that, as Christians, that should be part of our daily prayer. Lord, I don't want my will done. Because your way is better. That's right. You know, so when this talks about well-being and success, good fortune are our desires. By what measure are you saying that you're successful? But what measure are you saying that you're having good fortune? By what measure are you talking about the desires that you want? Because the truth is, my desires in the flesh were not the same desires that God has for me. That's exactly right. You know, our fleshly desires don't often align with what God's will is for our life. So, you know, the mere definition, the worldly definition says, you know, what can you get? Yeah. What can I gain? Right. What can, how much money can I have? How many cars can I own? What kind of big houses do I have? But you need to understand that that, those things, if you look at some of the most wealthy people in the world, they'll tell you that they're very unhappy. And it's because there's a hole inside of them. There's a hole that, there's a God-shaped box that only God can fill. And 
those things don't make you happy. You know, they can bring some happiness into your life, but they're not going to fulfill you. Right. And using the word happiness, not joy. That's right. Yeah, because there are there's there are distinct differences between happiness, joy, contentment, etc. Um, you know, and so it's like success. The world says you got that your bank account has to have a certain amount of money in it. You need to be driving a certain kind of car, you're living in a certain kind of house, your family has to be operating in a certain way in order for you to have success. But look at the eleven disciples who impact this world beyond what anybody can imagine. That's right. We're still speaking their names today, and we're, right. and we're talking 2,000 years later. Right, and we're talking about Matthew, the tax collector. Tax collectors were the lowest of the lows, Yeah. right? Fishermen, prostitutes. I mean, there are so many people that Jesus, that Jesus went to that by any worldly definition, even in that time, were not successful, were not the... Um, receivers of good fortune per se yeah they weren't even the best they weren't even the best public speakers no but they learned joy because they were with the source of joy that's right that's right and our source of joy first and foremost is it comes from god absolutely you know and that's what we're going to talk about you know is what is our source of joy and where does that come from you know because you know, as we just talked about, the worldly definition says it's money, says it's, you know, possessions, it's people, it's fame. But God's definition says something completely different. Yeah, absolutely. And it's important to, as we navigate these next little while, um, uh, talking about the sources of joy, to understand that joy comes from the Lord. Like, that's our ultimate source. That's right. And but there's also nothing wrong with having a, a bank account that has sufficient amount of money in it, that having the brand new car, the house, and there's nothing wrong with those things. But joy, our true source of joy, has to come from somewhere or someone that is eternal. That's right. We can't get true joy from things that are temporary. Yeah, because ultimately we are eternal beings. In the grand scheme of things, our lives are very short. You know, we are just vapors. We're dust. Yeah. And in in the grand scheme of things, our lives are very short. But we are eternal spiritual beings. You know, so after we after we pass on from this world, we still have a whole eternity to look forward to with our savior and that is something to be joyful in we know that because of what jesus did for us we have joy because we don't have to we are no longer separated from our savior and that's something to be joyful about yeah absolutely so you know one of the cool things like isaiah sixty-one ten, and this is the niv says i will greatly rejoice in the lord my soul shall exult in my God, for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness as a bridegroom decks himself like a priest with a beautiful headdress and as a bride adorns herself with jewels. Love it. Love it. You know, it says, I will greatly rejoice and my soul, my soul shall exult in my God. It says, just as a, a bridegroom decks himself like a priest with beautiful headdress as a bride adores herself on jewels. The, my wedding day was like one of the happiest days of my life. 
I was filled with so much joy seeing my bride come down the aisle. Yeah. And God correlates that type of joy with salvation in that we are the bride. And God is so just overjoyed that he gets to be with us for eternity. Yeah. I think that's that, that's a really uh, key point is God wants a relationship with us. He designed us. He created us. He knitted us in the womb. We are his, you know, the Bible says we are his masterpiece. But he wants a relationship with us. You know, it goes back to the story like the prodigal son. You know, the, the father was just waiting with open arms for his son, actually ran to his son when he saw him coming across the field. God wants a relationship with us. And he does find joy in that. He rejoices yeah. in that relationship with us. Just take a moment and just really just kind of meditate on that fact that God rejoices in a relationship with you. When we came, when we get to that moment of surrender in our lives where we say, God, I need you in my life. I surrender my heart to you. Yes, the Bible says the angels rejoice, but God is rejoicing with us and for us and in that, and in that embrace. Absolutely. And and knowing that the God of the universe, the one God that created everything, he loved me enough to die for me. Yeah. That's something to be joyful about. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's like, man, you love me that much. That's something to be joyful over. You know, and so that should be our number one source of joy is knowing that we are saved through Jesus Christ. You know, it's knowing that Jesus loved you enough to die for you, BJ, and we're saved. You're saved because He loved you that much. Amen. Spray a smile on my face. Yeah, I mean, it's impossible not to knowing yeah. you know that. But yeah, so that's that's our first and foremost where we get our joy from. Uh, but I have a couple others uh, that you know I think would be beneficial. It's things that. I know bring joy to my life. And um, Jeremiah fifteen sixteen says, uh, this is the NIV, it says, Your words were found, and I ate them. And your words became to me a joy and the delight of my heart. For I am called by your name, O Lord, God of hosts. So what he's talking about here is there's joy that comes from the word of God. There's joy in your word, Lord. And it became a joy to me and a delight in my heart. By reading the Word of God. BJ, like, in your quiet time, I know that you find joy because the Lord reveals to you things about your life and about other people. And if you weren't reading the Word of God, would you be receiving that type of insight and that kind of wisdom? No, absolutely not. I mean, I, we've, been, we've been, you know, you and I met uh, a few days ago and for like four hours for coffee and just... Had a really good time, but we downloaded a lot of information uh, to each other and encouraged each other. And um, a lot of that was because we were in our quiet time and we, because we're connected with God on a regular basis, we're able to have that insight. That's right. You know, and like just yesterday morning, uh, I was uh, listening to a song by Matthew West. It's called My Story. If you've never listened to it, it's an upbeat song. But you have to. So it talks about God rewriting your story one letter at a time. Oh, it's a phenomenal story, phenomenal song. But I was literally for like I was listening to the song and just could not stop smiling because God was just revealing to me in the midst of that song how much He loves me. That's right. 
you know, and so there there was so much joy in that. Yeah, it's it's in those quiet time moments where we take the time to to read the Word of God and to draw close to Him that He draws close to us, and we can take joy in that. It brings joy to my heart that He can just download all this great stuff into me and all this this great wisdom, and it's all right there in the Word of God. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just yeah, yeah. You get joy. You can find joy in the Bible. The only way to find that joy is to read the Word. That's right. I have another point here. It's uh, I'm going to read John fifteen ten through eleven. Say so, it says that if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. Things that I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. So Jesus talks to us here a little bit about walking in obedience, right? Following his commandments, right? He says, if you keep my commandments and you abide in my love, just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. He says, these things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. Now, BJ, what do you think that full, What tell me about fullness. Like, what do you think that is? Complete. That's right. It's like complete, yeah. Yeah, it's a completeness. And you need to understand that, like, our joy comes from Jesus, right? But as we walk in, in obedience to God, we become more joyful because God's word is an outline for our lives. And if we're walking in obedience with God, we have every reason to be joyful. The Holy Spirit within us is in all fullness because if we're, if we're walking in sin, the Holy Spirit can't be where sin is. But if we're walking in obedience with God, the Holy Spirit is wants to burst out of us. Right. And we have every reason to be joyful because we're walking obedience with God. And so we're not walking that destructive path. Amen. You know, it's 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 yeah. so awesome to see, you know, it's like, man, if I walk in obedience with God and I'm following his word and I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, man, I, God's going to keep me from destruction. He's going to he's going to protect me from the snares of the enemy. Sometimes it's hard to describe the joy that we get from God and the joy that we get from his protection and the joy that we get with being with him and reading his word. It's just, it is a joy. This isn't necessarily a biblical term, but I'm going to use it. It's a joy that surpasses understanding. I know we use that word with a lot with um, peace. Yeah. Um, but I think that applies to joy as well. God, I, I, I don't know how I got to this point of having so much joy, but here I am. That's right. Doesn't make sense to me. But here it is. You know, it, it, you say that, but it's so true because what you said surpasses understanding, right? As a human, right? As as flesh and blood, we don't understand. We don't naturally understand the things of God. And so that kind of joy, I think a lot of people in the world today, they look at Christians and they go, why are they so full of joy? What are, what are they so joyful about? What do they have that I don't have. I have all the money. I have everything that I want. Why am I so miserable? And do why do they look so so joyful? Yeah, you know, and it's like the answer is there. Well, and you know, a lot of times people look at Christians and they do ask that question: 
How are they so happy? How are they so joyful? How are they this? How are they that? And they, we really get put under the microscope as Christians when we go through tests oh, and we yeah. go through trials. Uh, I, I'm as a church, we're going through the, the New Testament um, corporately, and uh, one of our pastors gets on Facebook and does like a reading for that day and all that stuff. It's a really cool thing. And so now we're in the we just started in the Book of James, and uh, as we were kind of preparing for this episode, um, I was reflecting on James one uh, verses two and three. Just count all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. Couldn't tell you uh, what version that was from if I forgot, but um, sounds like probably the NIV, maybe NLT, but one of those two. Um, definitely not King James. Anyways, um, says count all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. That's right. You know, so as Christians. There's this perception a lot of people say, oh, once you become a Christian, you're connected with God, there's all rainbows and roses and golden paths. <laughs> that is so far from the truth. That's right. Like, if I'm just being completely completely transparent, in many ways, and I may get some backlash for this, but that's okay, in many ways, my life was quote-unquote easier when I wasn't following God, right? Because I was able to give into any desire that I wanted. I was able to do anything that I did, anything that came across my mind. Without any thought of, is this something that I should be doing? Is this God's desire? Is this this? Is this that? I wasn't accountable to anybody. That's right. right. So in that sense, it was easier for me. Obviously, when you're walking, doing your own thing, there's repercussions, there's consequences um, that could have eternal impacts. Now, is my life more beneficial and productive and more joyful because I'm walking with Christ? Absolutely, and I wouldn't have any other way. Right? Right. But I'm going to have tests. I'm going to have trials. And I have to count my joy in the midst of those storms. That's right. It, you know, and that, that's a good point you bring up because a lot of people, a lot of Christians, or even a lot of unbelievers out there, they, they believe that, like, if I find Jesus, yeah. my, tro- my troubles are going to go away. It's going to be an easy path. Yep. But here's the thing. Jesus himself said otherwise. In John 16, he says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. Yes. But take heart. I have overcome the world. So understand that, yes, like finding Jesus, you're going to have so many reasons to be joyful. And in those struggles, you have a reason to be joyful because you know that through those struggles, you're going to find more faith and more trust in God, which is in turn going to help you help other people. Yeah. Through your testimony. Right. But understand that Jesus himself did say, you're going to have many troubles. Yeah. You will have many troubles. But take heart because he that is in you has overcome this world. And so we have the power to overcome through Christ Jesus. But that does not mean that we're not going to have those struggles. Yeah. And, and so it's in those struggles um, and those seasons that... Our faith grows, right? I mean, I'm a firm believer if you go through a season of testing, and it's not God necessarily testing you, it's just seasons of life, and your faith is not at a higher level than it was before the stat storm, you need to go back to the storm. Something something didn't click, something didn't add up. There was, you know, a lot of times people, they want to, God, get me, get me out of the storm. That's right. A number of years ago, my shift in prayer Turn to God, help me 
through the storm. That's right. Because I recognized that there was something on the end of the storm that I could only get if I went through the storm. I can't go around it. That's right. You know, was a blessing, a lesson. There was something that I needed to go through the storm and not around it. You know, but relating it back to what we're talking about today, our ode to joy, it says count it all joy in the midst of your storm, in the midst of your trial. You have to count your blessings, but count that joy. That's right. And so then that poses the question, well, how do I have joy when life is crumbling around me? Through this storm, and even though my world is falling apart, knowing that my God loves me enough that he is going to bring me out of this a stronger person than I was when I went in. He has a plan in the storm. He is with you in the storm. Jesus is with you in the boat, right? We talked about a couple episodes ago about Jesus being in the boat with the disciples yep. and how they're, they were panicked and they were afraid and they were crying out to him, Lord, help us, help us. And he wakes and he just says, be still, be still. Silence and the, the waves stop. We have to have faith in those moments where the storm is raging around us and we, we don't know, where, where are you taking me, Lord? He is with you in the boat, and he loves you, and he is with you along the way. And so that is something to take joy in, knowing that at the end of this, I will overcome this. Yeah, and not only do you take comfort in, I will overcome this, but God's going to protect me. That's right. Right. God's going to put his hand upon me one way or the other. Uh, go back to the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You know, they were thrown into the fiery furnace for not worshiping the gold statue the King Nebuchadnezzar had up. And King Nebuchadnezzar liked these guys. He, they, he thought they were pretty cool and they were kind of favored. He understood that. But the decree had been issued, so he had them bound through into the furnace. And when they looked into the furnace, they were untied. And there was a fourth a fourth person, the Bible says, looked like the Son of God. That's right. And But leading up to that, they said, hey, King, our God's going to protect us and will not let any harm come to us. But even if he doesn't, that's right. We're still not going to bow down and worship your gold statues and, and your God. And of course, once they they ended up coming out and unscathed, as if they hadn't even been in the furnace, and he issued a decree that nobody should talk ill about the king of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But God was they were they were protected in the midst of the furnace. That's right. But then, so they found joy in God. Right now. You're not the word joy does not appear in that in that part of the Bible in Daniel three. That's that's where that story comes from. But we know about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego from previous chapters. We know they abided in the Lord. We know they had joy, and so not only do they know that God, not only do they believe, believe God has something for them, but they also believe that God was going to protect them. That's right, and that, and that's a big thing too that comes with those storms. And you find joy. You know, the life just goes crazy. But I know God's going to protect me. I know he's going to see me through this one way or the other. That's right. And so I'm going to, I'm going to get my joy from that. I think another way we can get joy in when we're talking about as it relates to storms and trials is by testimonies. That's right. My faith honestly does not get encouraged more than when I hear testimonies of people of healings or blessings or Whatever, I love to hear. I could sit all day and just listen to people's testimonies because there's power in, in in the testimony of our. There's power in the words of our testimony. Yeah, because other people 
can relate to to the words that you're saying and they can go wait a minute wait a minute if i know where that guy's been and if he could be there and and this is where he's at now i could be there yeah i know i could be right where he's at yeah or if god can do that for them god can do that for me exactly and and so that's so there's i find great joy in, in those in those testimonies and there's been storms in my life that i've been encouraged by being reminded of other people's testimonies who went through a similar period of time. It's okay, God. I know if you if you can do it for them, I know you can do it for me. That's right. It brings it brings great encouragement knowing that our God can carry someone through their storms and their trials and their struggles. It makes you realize that you know what God can carry me through mine as well. Yeah, and there are testimonies even in the Bible. I mean. Probably hundreds of testimonies, about thousands. For me, like one of the greatest testimonies in the Bible is Saul and to Paul. I love this story of transformation on the road to Damascus, you know. And, I mean, Paul just did phenomenal things for the kingdom. You know, I mean, the church as we know it today wouldn't even be around if Paul hadn't done what he did. Psalms 119, 111 says, Your testimonies are my heritage forever, for they are the joy of my heart. Oh, that's good, man. Right? So good. And and that's just like, so if you, the encouragement on that is if you have a testimony, share it. I might have talked about going, yeah, you can go on our social media and you can email, we would love to hear your testimony. But share it with somebody. I'm a firm believer. Every storm that we go through, every child that we go through is not for us. That's right. It's for somebody else. It's for somebody else. And I can tell you, I've been blessed to go through some storms that have blessed other people, right? And, and when you know your testimony impacts something, it does something. It does something different to you. Yeah, like that encourages. It gives you a reason to be joyful. It, it does. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so let's go on to the yeah more joy. So so check it out. So while we're in, on the subject of testimony, how it impacts other people, right? You wouldn't be able to share that impact if you're not taking part with other believers. Yeah, and there's joy in fellowshipping with your brothers and sisters in Christ, right? Absolutely. Philippians 2, 1 through 2 says, uh, so if there's any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, and being in full accord and of one mind. You cannot be in full accord and in one mind if you guys aren't coming together and fellowshipping as brothers and sisters of Christ. If you are not going and joining with other believers and say, you know what, this is my brother, this is my sister, how can I help you carry your burdens? How can I be beside you through these difficult times? You know, you can't share your testimony with your brother if you're not there. You know, I, I could do a, a school of supernatural ministry on Wednesday nights, and there's probably about 20, 25 of us in the class. We're all really close. I mean, you're spending every week together and, um, you know, doing di- different activities together and ministry, outside of ministry. And honestly, one of the most joyful times for me, outside of Sunday mornings, because Sunday mornings I go to church, I, I serve. It's, for me, going to church is a family reunion every week. Like, it truly is. I love my church family. Uh, but Wednesdays, it's a closer group, smaller group, and honestly... During the week, there's not a lot more that brings me joy than when I get to go and hang out with my brothers and sisters. Yeah, we're learning. We're, we're doing that kind of thing. But, like, if you could see, if you could be a fly on the wall 
like before we get started, like I am the biggest class clown there is. Who you? I know it's shocking. What kind of silliness is this you speak of? <laughs> right, uh, making everybody laugh, and but there's so much joy, so much joy in that that I could not get. If it was just, if I was just hanging out with people that aren't walking with Christ, that's right. No, that doesn't mean I know you and I both have a lot of friends and people that are close to us that aren't necessarily walking with Christ, and so it's not a matter of oh, I'm only going to hang out and associate with believers, right? Because if you do that, I, you're you're missing a lot. Like there's opportunities that are missed. I don't think as Christians we should ever exclude ourselves, but. There's a certain joy. So I'm feeding off their joy. They're feeding off my joy. It, it's it's great. That's right. Because you you understand where joy comes from. And everybody, they understand where joy comes from. Yeah. And so coming together as believers, there's a deeper understanding and an intimacy when it comes to joy. You know, and there's a greater intimacy. Like right now, I have so much joy sitting here with you, talking about these things with you that I wouldn't have if I wasn't here with you. You know, it, it, you know, going to church on Sunday and being around other believers and seeing the type of love and joy that they have for their families, for me, for the Lord. That's so encouraging. And so it brings so much joy to my life. And I wouldn't have that if I wasn't going to church. Right. You know, and so I think it's so important that, you know, yes, like you can have a relationship with God outside the church, but there is so much more fulfillment and taking part in with other believers. When you're taking part with them and you are celebrating with them and just living life with them. It just brings so much more joy and fulfillment to your life. A hundred percent agree. And uh, like, I love, love my church family. I've been blessed. I've been going to the same church pretty much continually since, since 2011. Um, and even the times when I wasn't going there for, whether it was because I was being a knucklehead or God pulled me away to another ministry, I was still connected with them. And you do life together. That's you know, right. Our church, our church is called Life Church, but one of our things is doing life together. You know, and so whether that's experiencing deaths or births, marriages, graduations, but you're also there just for the ups and the downs to see kids. You know, there's a young lady um, who just has celebrated a birthday. She's 11 years old. I remember her when she was one, you know, and so you do life together. That's right. And when you do life with other believers, because like you said, you understand where the source of joy comes from. It's it just, it's, it's different. Yeah. And, you know, you, you had mentioned something. You said that when you're doing life with other believers, it, it brings a fulfillment, right? Yeah. Now, I know there's a lot of people out there right now that may be saying, like, I'm really lonely. You know, I'm really lonely. I don't have anybody. My family's abandoned me. My friends have abandoned me. Um, I I feel lonely. You know, what would you say to that? Like, you know that loneliness, you know, that there's hope, right? That there, yeah. that there's joy to be found. Like you, you know, your purpose doesn't come from your friends and family. Say that again, say that again. Your purpose does not come from your friends and mm. family. Bro, that is so big. That's such an important concept. Um, so vital for people to understand. We live in a world and a society nowadays where it's a matter of how many likes you have on your Instagram a post. Right. right. It's a matter of how many followers you have on TikTok, uh, how many comments, how many this, how many that. That's how you gauge your quote unquote purpose. 
the truth is that's not biblical. That's right. Right? God never says your purpose is dependent upon this person or that person. It's the opposite. Our purpose is our purpose that God has for us. That's right. And so, but when we start to walk down a path where we're trying to find our purpose, but we're not following God, it's different. That's right. Right. It leads us to down paths to make bad decisions. It leads us to places that we can land in depression, anxiety, loneliness, isolation, because where our purpose in our minds is dependent upon everybody else. That's right. And we're relying on the flesh. We're relying on people to fulfill our purpose. And here's the truth, and you may not like this, but this is the truth. People are going to fail you. Man is going to fail you. That's right. Your own heart will lead you astray sometimes. That's right. I mean, that's just the truth. I mean, I can tell you God has never hurt me, but I can give you a list of 20 people who have that have hurt me. Yeah. Or I can tell you times that my heart has led me down the wrong path, right? In times that I wasn't walking with God. That's right. But God has never hurt me. Right. Now, there was a time in my life where I, my perception was that he did. But once I really sat down and talked with God, he painted the picture for me, brought some people in my life to help clear that up. But God never hurt me. But, God, but people have. People have. That's and they right. will. And they will. Because That's we're, right. Because we're flawless and imperfect. That's right. You know, but so for that person who is sitting there, you're feeling isolated. You're feeling abandoned. It's easy for us to say, yeah, you know, hope comes from the Lord. Joy comes from the Lord, right? I think a key thing for those, for somebody that's in that position is to understand that joy is a choice. That's right. Right. Uh, Philippians 4, 4 says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. First Thessalonians five sixteen, it says rejoice always. That's right. right. Rejoicing is not automatic. It's not. It's sometimes for some people, it takes uh, learning. It takes people that come alongside and encourage to get to that point where you can feel comfortable and in a position where you feel worthy of joy. That's right. But even in the midst of your storm, even in the midst of the chaos, in spite of your circumstances, in spite of us, every day we can make a choice to rejoice. That's right. Rejoicing is a choice. Our senior pastor says this, and it's so true. He says rejoicing is a choice, not a feeling. That's right. Just like love. Love is a choice, not a feeling. Guys, our feelings, our emotions, they're fickle. They come, they go, they're up, they're down, they're all around. We have to make a conscious choice to rejoice in the Lord. We have to make a conscious choice to love every single day. We're going to go ahead and uh, I want to talk about two more points um, about where our joy can come from. One of, the, one of the things I know for me personally is... When I worship the Lord, when I'm in church, and I'm and I or even in private, right? And I'm and I'm praising God. It brings so much joy to my heart. Yeah, and I know it brings joy to the Father's heart. So when I'm worshiping, and I know it's bringing joy to His heart, it also brings joy to my heart. Right? Psalm seventy-one twenty-three says, "My lips will shout for joy when I sing praises to You. My soul also, which You have redeemed." Guys, that's that's Old Testament. That's before Jesus even came. You know, David, he recognized the fact that God was the source of his re- redemption even before the son came to die for him. He recognized and so he and he recognized how great and powerful and and sovereign our God was. And he says, "My lips will shout for joy 
and I will sing praises to you. Yeah, I, I love to sing. I'm not good at it. Uh, they tell me, oh, God hears your voice, and this is beautiful. I'm like, you know what? I'm pretty sure God knows my voice isn't good. <laughs> you know, he, he receives my praise, but he's like, no, BJ, just... Yeah, just keep doing it at church or the shower. That's it. No, you know though when when it's uh when you're in fellow when you're in fellowship at church, right? And everybody is singing, yeah, as one. It just all the different tones, all the different voices, they blend together in this beautiful harmony. They really do. I agree. No, and that's I think that's no matter no matter what church you go to. Yeah, I I would totally agree with that. Yeah, but. You always have that one person with the clapping. Everybody else like clapping along, and then they're clapping, but they're still out of sync. <laughs> okay, it's my sister. She does that. She doesn't have to clap and sync. Oh boy! So you you're in like, trouble now. You go to like a worship concert or like on a Sunday. Like she sits on the other side of the sanctuary. Three hundred people sanctuary, uh, but it's still small. Um, so I, when she's clapping, I, I, I can I can hear. Her. She's always out of sync. Everybody else like this. It should be like. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's okay. God understands you. That's but right. No, but it is true, though. There is a lot of joy in worship. And so often you'll hear people say, oh, well, they didn't play my song today, or I didn't know that song. And that's okay. But there are new songs that are introduced. You don't have to know. Like, everybody has those songs. I call them comfort songs. They're worship songs that as soon as we hear the first note, we know the whole entire one. We've sung it for 10 years, and it just brings a lot of peace or joy to our hearts. But those songs that we don't know can bring that kind of joy as well. That's right. You know, and so you don't have to know those songs. Uh, you'll learn them eventually. Just take that moment just to spend some time with the Lord and r- relish in that joy. It's saying, you know what, Lord, like, take my life. My worship is an act of obedience and love for you and, and sacrifice for you. It's saying that, you know, even though I don't know this song or even though I may not like this song, I am sacrificing myself, my time, to show that you're worthy of praise. Yeah. That you're worthy. That you are my soul. It comes from the depths of my soul is thankful for you. You know, and that is what sets apart true worship is it? God sees the heart of man and he looks into your heart and says, are you really worshiping me? Are you not? You you come on Sunday, but are you worshiping me with everything else as well yeah you know and so it's giving your heart to our savior and saying thank you for all you've done yeah i am so very blessed and it comes from the death of your soul yeah absolutely it's good stuff yeah yeah all right so i I got one more um and honestly i think this is this is a this is a cool one you know it's something for me that brings so much joy to my life you know, I love going on adventures. Me and my wife, we love going places, going to the beach. Y'all, at one point they the were mountains. talking about staying. They were talking about staying in like an acorn hotel or something like that. Yeah, on their honeymoon trip, they were during their road trip. Guys, this you, thing was cool. All right, you you hang two hundred feet in the air, no. up in in the in the sequoia trees, mm-hmm. right? And it's it's a see through acorn. They raise you up, and there's windows on all sides. And you get to sleep in this thing yeah, up no. in the up in the trees, and it's mm-hmm. so cool. No, 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 it's not. Okay, no, <laughs> it sounds. Oh yeah, sure. I'm gonna hang from a tree like an acorn. What if a giant squirrel comes and attacks? A giant squirrel. A giant. Look, I'm just saying. Okay, 
Well, I watched a sci-fi then, movie a few Well, then it's ago. my time to go, and I know where I'll be. Right, but how am I supposed to speak of the, how am I supposed to speak of the funeral for somebody dying? Dude, that would be an awesome story. That would be such an awesome story. A giant squirrel came and assassinated me while I was sleeping in a giant acorn. I mean, people wouldn't even believe it. No, you no, they wouldn't. Then I'd be on trial for murder, and it's just it's, it's not gonna be good. All right, guys. So so yes. So we love adventure. Yeah, and I, I I we love to go. We love to go different places, see new things, experience new food, and everything. Right. But there's something so special about God's creation. Yes. There's something so unique about going somewhere where man isn't, right? Where man hasn't ruined it and looking and saying, wow. Psalm 118.24 says, this is the day that the Lord has made and I will rejoice and be glad in it. Every day is the day that the Lord has made. God's creation he made. And that is something to be rejoice and be glad in. When you look at creation and you see God, you created this with your hands, with the word of your voice. You created all this. You deserve all honor and praise. Nobody could do what you could do. That brings so much joy to my life, knowing that to seeing God's creation and just being in awe of it. You know, I think that's that's actually, uh, I didn't know where you were going with that one, but I really like that. Like, that's like really, like, there's so, so much truth in that. You know, there's a old school, a Sunday school song that talks about this is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made. You know, if you're over the age of 10, you probably know that song. Definitely if you're over the age of 30, you definitely know that song. But there's a lot of truth in that every day. Brings new joy. That's right. No days are the same. Like yeah, you may you your your job may have a job where you do the same thing every day, but the day itself is new. So it has its own challenges and presents its own uniqueness. But every day is a new day to rejoice, to make a decision. Okay, God, to, yesterday maybe wasn't the best day, but today, because you've given me a breath of life today. That's right. Because you breathed your breath into my lungs. In spite of what I may experience today, I'm giving you the glory. I'm giving you the praise, and I'm going to choose to have joy That's in right. today. That's right. You know, just you can look at your window and see what, whatever's out your window. When you're driving to work, you're experiencing the creation of God, uh, and that includes not just the things, but that includes the people as well. You know, even that coworker that you don't get along with, or that they just do that one thing every day at lunch. It just irritates you, gets under your skin. You can still find joy in that person because they're a part of God's creation and they are God's masterpiece. That's right. Yeah, that's that, that's really good. I said, not where I thought you were going with that at all, but I like where you landed <laughs> because that I, is so good. I have my moments, you know. You God, mean, God, God reveals these things, you know, and it it's such a blessing. Like like you what you were saying at the beginning is, you know, if if we weren't spending that time alone with God, if we weren't reading his word and we weren't growing, we wouldn't have these type of revelations. We'd have these type, this type of wisdom to impart to other people, you know? And so I'm thankful. I'm so joyful. I'm so jo- filled with joy doing this episode because we're, we're able to just help others be joyful. Yeah. And joy is, uh, there's a lot you can say about joy, but I, I don't think that we need to overcomplicate it. No. I don't you know, think so. Because, yeah, as as humans, we do tend to overcomplicate a lot of things. Uh, but our joy comes from the Lord. 
That's right. And if you're in a and if you're in a place where you find yourself not having a lot of joy, you say, "Well, I'm walking with God. I go to church. I read my Bible. I I, I pray when I'm able to, but I'm just so not finding joy." You have to make a choice. You make a decision. So today, I'm going to find my joy. That's right. I'm going to find the joy that God has for me. Hopefully, some of these points can help you guys look for different sources to find joy in, in your life. That's why we kind of chose some some different bullet points here, topics to discuss in different areas that that we know that bring joy to our life. You know, and uh, Nehemiah 8.10 says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Guys, there's so much strength in the joy of the Lord. Find your joy. And just apply it to your life because it just, it gives you so much strength to overcome and to bear those burdens in this life. Well, guys, it's uh, joy. Our prayer for you is that you find joy. And not only do you find it, but you walk in it, you live it, you breathe it. And because it's what God wants for us. That's right. It's good. So guys, we hope you enjoyed this walk as we talked about joy today. Our ode to joy, our tribute to joy, uh, because our joy comes from the Lord. That's right. And there's so much more the Lord has for us to access. Do want to let you guys know, make sure you guys are following us on all of our social media accounts. And we are on Facebook, Totally Faith Guys, and on Instagram, at Totally Faith Guys. You literally just type in Totally Faith Guys, and uh, you'll know it's us. There's a cross with a microphone logo, it's a really cool logo. Uh, if I do say so myself, I may or may not have created it. Just saying. You can send us a message uh, through there, a private message. You can also email us, totallyfaithguys at gmail.com. And be looking for a lot more content on our social media accounts, including an after-the-podcast type thing. We haven't really worked out what we're going to call it yet, but there will be some episodes after we release them uh, that we just have a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're going to do a little bit more elaboration, a little bit of a collaboration after our um, episodes to kind of just dig a little deeper, uh, kind of talk a little bit about a couple of things that we may not have got to in the podcast. So yeah. that'll be exclusive on our social media platforms. You will not find that on uh, Apple Music or on Spotify. That will just be on our social media. Yeah. So are we trying to get you to follow our social media accounts? Yes, we are. So you definitely would head over there. You might be, there, might, there might be some giveaways as well. You never know what's going to roll. Yeah. Uh, because God is God and this is his podcast, not ours. We're just, That's right. We are just two imperfect guys who love God and are trying to navigate our way with God by our side and God in charge. That's right. And trying to encourage you guys too. Yeah. Trying to help you guys through this thing called life and through the power of our testimony Hopefully it can encourage you guys and hopefully, you know, it can help you guys along your path. Yeah, absolutely. So don't forget to like our social media, follow us, engage with us. If you see a question on there, answer it. You can email us uh, all the time, totallyfaithguys at gmail.com. We've got a lot of cool things in the works. It's going to be a great 2023. God is doing something new. He birthed this podcast. He's birthed some really cool things. So buckle up. Don't know what 2023 is doing for you, but we are believing that God is going to do something big. Until next time, my name is BJ. And my name is Justin. And we are the Totally Faith Guys. You've been listening to the Totally Faith Guys podcast. 
If you want to stay up to date with the latest happenings, exclusive content, and so much more, make sure and follow us on Instagram at Totally Faith Guys Podcast. And on Facebook, find us under Totally Faith Guys. If you have a prayer request, show suggestion, or anything else you would like for us to know, feel free to connect with us via email, totallyfaithguys at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe to us on major podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music with more to come in the future. And as always, from our family to yours, have a blessed and favored week.